you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I am thrilled today to have a fantastic guest with me and want to make an introduction to her, and then we're going to have an interesting conversation. This is Leanne Taylor. I haven't known Leanne for very long, probably uh, 10 minutes, something like that. She is an author from Los Angeles. She works independently in the entertainment industry and is doing some really neat things to inspire people. I think uh, we were chatting before the show, Leanne, about how there's a lot of our media that is just kind of mindless or purposeless. And here you are engaged in some, some work that has a clear purpose to inspire people. And of course, that's what Live on Purpose Radio is all about. So I want to welcome you Thank to Live you, on Dr. Purpose Paul. Radio. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to be here. Well, great. That's going to make this go a lot better. <laughs> could, could you just take a minute and, and introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit more about you, who you are, where Absolutely. you're from. Um, I'm from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I love California, unlike most people nowadays. Um, I'm the mother of five children and wife to an incredible husband. Who's here supporting me today? Um, what if makes... you hear cheering in the background, that's him. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, three of my children are disabled. They are affected by a genetic disorder known as Fragile X syndrome, similar mm-hmm. to autism. As most people have never heard of Fragile X, usually I tell them um, autism, mental mm-hmm. impairment. Um, two of them are severely affected, and one of them is moderately affected. And needless to say, it's made my life transformative. Well, this is one of those... I I have a a friend, a mentor, who calls these crucible events. And I kind of like that imagery. But (laughs) there's stuff that happens in your life that causes you to really take a close look at what your purpose is, what the purpose of life is. And for you, this is one of those things. It absolutely is. I never would have planned a life like this, Mm. which, thank goodness, because Mm. had I lived the life that I had planned, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, which is so fulfilling, I think, and so inspiring. And so honestly, I'm grateful my life turned out nothing like how I planned it. Yeah, I don't think that we are the wisest people to create the plan. That's right. We have... I believe that as as human beings, we have a creative potential, and we are in fact creating from the stuff of our life. That's right. What it's going to turn out to be, and I think that's going to be part of our conversation today. Yes. Could just to lay the context and the groundwork for this story, fragile X syndrome. This is not something that that goes unnoticed. I mean, I. I'm trying to distinguish between some things that where I've had people come to my office, for example, they bring their kids and they said, Doc, I think something's going on, but they're not completely sure. Right. With Fragile X Syndrome, you would definitely know. By the age of about, let's say, three. Okay. Let's say three. Um, mm-hmm. Even by the age of two, a child isn't talking or they're displaying a very unusual behaviors. By the age of three, you definitely know there's something wrong. <coughs> Even the higher-functioning children uh, or individuals with Fragile X Syndrome display obvious not only um, mental um, and emotional symptoms, but physical symptoms as well. So it mm-hmm. is a physically visible um, genetic disorder. Okay. So as you... 
as you became aware that your children were affected by this syndrome, share with us just a little bit about what was going on through your mind, what kinds of thoughts, feelings. Well, as a new parent, of course, you really don't know what to look for in the way of what's normal, what's not normal, what's typical, what's not typical. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I was comparing my children to other children of my sisters and my friends. And um, when my second child began displaying behaviors that were clearly unusual, mm-hmm. uh, even disturbing, I, I knew in my heart there was something wrong. And let me tell you, as a parent, of course you know, you do not want to believe there's anything wrong with your child. You don't. Oh, right. You want everything to be like you always planned, right? Like you always dreamed it would be. And mm-hmm. I did not want to believe that there was something wrong. But in my heart, I could not deny it. Mm-hmm. I knew there was. And for years, people uh, told me, oh, he'll grow out of it. He'll catch up. And I would hear all kinds of fabulous stories of children who struggled when they were young, but then became geniuses when they were older and didn't read until they were five, Mm. but had enormously huge IQs. Um, And of course, these, you know, these stories encouraged me, but at the same time, I just couldn't shake the feeling that there was something very wrong and something permanently wrong. And I did all kinds Mm. of research on um, allergies and vaccines and environmental um, you know, issues that could affect my child's health and my child's behavior. Just scrambling to find some uh, answer. Yes, well, to find something. I, I was really grasping for something that may have been temporary, right? Mm-hmm. Something that mm-hmm. could be cured or fixed or changed. To keep the hope alive. Of course. Of the dream. Right. Um, but it, it didn't take long before it was, my son was tested and we knew then. Mm-hmm. And of course, not only was it permanent, it was genetic, which meant my next child was born mm-hmm. already. And we knew there was a possibility that he could be affected. Mm-hmm. By the time he mm-hmm. was diagnosed, my next daughter was born. Okay. And so it really just kind of, it really escalated. It really spun out of control. By the time I had a grip on what had happened and what was happening, what I was dealing with, I had three children with this disability already. Mm. So it really felt as if I was thrown into the fire. It really, and in fact, I was. In fact, Mm -hmm. I was. And I can see now looking back what I may have done differently. Um, what I could have chosen that that would have changed the course of my life. However, as we talked earlier, Mm. um, things that are planned don't have that serendipitous, um, wonderful effect on our lives, right? Mm. And much of the miraculous aspect of humanity is those things which are unplanned, those things which are unexpected, those mm-hmm. things which teach us and those things which change us and thank heaven for those things, right? Mm. Because we would just map out the most perfect, easy, and free life, free from mm-hmm. trial, free from challenge or adversity. Which would make it almost impossible for us to experience growth. That's exactly right. And learning. Because doesn't it hurt to grow? Mm. Right? Growing pains, doesn't it? It just hurts. It really does. And it hurts to stretch. And it hurts to change. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, that's a refinement process. And as much as it Mm. hurts, you come out of it so enlightened and so inspired and so strong and so courageous. And your eyes are opened to the divinity that is within each of us and the the majesty of the human spirit. And that is what I have learned in my experiences. Mm. When you said a refinement process, I thought of of the process of refining silver or gold or precious metals. And they, they heat them to this in just really high temperatures. And, and uh, it causes the impurities to rise to the surface so that they can be skimmed off. And these challenging and painful experiences we have in life, I think do the same thing for us, applying that heat. 
And exactly in the same way that the silversmith mm-hmm. holds it in the fire, but he keeps such a close eye because he knows mm-hmm. the exact moment that it's perfected, that it's done, and not a second too long, mm-hmm. or it will be destroyed. Very much mm. the same way our lives are refined by a master silversmith, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. are never, ever kept in the fire one moment longer than is necessary for us to learn what we are to learn or to change mm-hmm. or become perfected. And that's a little hard to believe when you're in the middle of it. This is true. Because you're not sure you can make it. <laughs> because you, you can know? only see from the inside out right. in that moment. And you have to endure just a little longer than you think you can. A lot longer than you think you can. Okay, yeah, a lot longer. You're right. That's the process of refining, though. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a pretty good introduction. Let's continue this conversation in just a minute. And when you pray, pray for strength to help you carry on when the troubles come your way. In today's world, people have become much more conscious of their health and wellness. Finding new and effective ways to combat the effects of disease, aging, and poor nutrition is more important than it has ever been as we look to improve our own life and the lives of those we love. Kayani is a rapidly growing nutritional supplement company that is marketing in over 20 countries. Kayani's products combine the nutritional benefits of well-known superfruits with Nobel Prize winning research and breakthrough science. Not only does Kayani help to improve the health and wellness of families, but through the amazing business opportunity that it offers, people like me have been able to create financial freedom. Kayani has the power to change your life, regardless of where you are or what your needs may be. Whether you are new to the network marketing industry or a seasoned veteran, you will find that Kayani has what you've been looking for, a well-financed, growing company with proven management to generate immediate income and the potential to allow normal people to succeed if they are willing to put in the time and effort. Kayani is a proud sponsor of Live On Purpose Radio. To learn more or to join our exciting team, please visit liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. That's liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose Radio Podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. So, Leanne, you've introduced to us this context that your life took on as you discovered that your children were affected with Fragile X Syndrome. I think there's probably a lot of parents out there who have similar packages who might be saying, oh, wow, I know exactly what she's talking about. And then there's going to be a whole host of other people who are still just not exactly sure what kind of, what, the trenches, I think is what you called it earlier. Yes, that's right. It, describe that to us. Well, let me give you a quick overview on the symptoms and behaviors of my children okay. with Fragile X Syndrome. Um, I had three in diapers for years. And so my two sons, who are now 18 and 16, are still in diapers. Okay. At 18 and 16, they've never been out? Not completely. Okay. They okay. are nonverbal, so they, they don't communicate. 
So they don't come up to you and say, Mom, guess what happened today? I have a toothache, or I have a headache, or um, my stomach hurts, or I need a drink. They don't have that ability. And so they they have a very gross sort of um, crude way of, you know, grabbing my hand if they want something, take me to the kitchen. Mm. Um, I'm thirsty, so they, they take my hand to the kitchen. Or I want to go for a walk, so they take my hand to the front door. So there was all kinds of this frustration in our home of not being able to communicate mm-hmm. their needs. And because there were so many of them. Now, my daughter who has Fragile X is verbal, mm-hmm. and she is higher functioning. Um, she is cognitively maybe eight years old, but she's 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, But my son's uh, very, maybe one to two years old cognitively. And that's okay. as far as they will ever advance. Um, they had violent behaviors, especially my oldest son, a vicious temper. Mm. And I'm sure partly because of the frustration of not being able to communicate. And he would lash mm-hmm. out, scratching, biting not only others but himself to the point of breaking skin, bleeding, uh, tearing open you know, his arms. Wow. And so lives with just constant scarring that never heals. Mm-hmm. And um, yelling loud, screaming, because he can't talk, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, emotional mood swings to the extreme, laughing one minute, crying the next, screaming in terror, and then laughing the next minute. And this was just a roller coaster of the most horrifying kind. Every moment of every day, very, very little sleep, very little sleep. My son would crash maybe 10 at night, wake up 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, um, and be awake all day long, not Mm -hmm. take a nap. Um, They could not go anywhere by themselves. In fact, it was not safe for them to go anywhere, so we had locks on all the doors. The front door, you could not leave the house without a key Mm -hmm. to get out. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you went to go check the mail, you had to go out the door, lock it behind you, check the mail and come back, lock yourself in with the key. Closet doors were locked, bathroom doors were locked, bedroom doors were locked, no pictures on the walls, no anything hanging, no vases, nothing, bare house completely. Um, A sofa or two replaced about every three months from a local thrift store. Mm-hmm. because the furniture was so thrashed. The kitchen was completely gated off with a solid wood gate with the latch on the inside that only I or my husband could reach over and unlock. Mm. And the children had to be watched every moment. Constant supervision. Constant. And, and I'm saying most parents maybe don't quite get the grasp of constant. I mean every mm-hmm. moment. Every moment. It only takes one minute for my son to somehow break into the bathroom, let's say, which he did once at a babysitter's house, mm-hmm. turned on the hot water, sat in the sink, and had third-degree burns on his legs from the knees down. Oh, my heavens. You could not take your eyes off them. So this is the world you were living in. This is the world I was living in. Diaper changes. I went through maybe 20 diaper changes a day for my children. Um, They had very um, sensitive digestive systems, um, sensitive bodies, Mm -hmm. and so diaper changes were frequent, Um, and I can tell you, overwhelming as a parent. And of course, one of the most, I think, um, difficult aspects of my children's disability was the fact that I am the carrier of this genetic For disorder. For the genetic syndrome. Yes. Wow. Which I had never heard of the syndrome until my son was diagnosed. And to know that I was the cause of their disability was, was very difficult, was a very heavy burden to bear, and in fact, humiliating. So in addition to all of this physically demanding stuff that you had to deal with with your children, you're carrying also this emotional burden. That's right. Feeling that you were the cause of it as a carrier. That's right. Uh, you know what? And that's, that doesn't surprise me, Leanne, because 
I know that we, just our human nature is we scramble in our minds to make sense out of the world. And sometimes we want to assign responsibility or blame. That's right. And often we'll hang it on ourselves. That's right. We do way too often. Uh We are so guilt ridden. It's bad enough that we condemn other people and that we look in judgment upon others. That is wrong. But then when we go to ourselves and we look to ourselves with that guilt and that condemnation, mm-hmm. that's just, I really think that is a huge part of our suffering. And in fact, I know it was a part of my suffering because I can tell you the fact that I could not meet the needs of my family, that I could not care for my children and meet all of their needs was a mm-hmm. tremendous source of guilt for me day in and day out. And it was a, con- a constant source of concern that they were not getting what they needed, nor Mm -hmm. was it physically possible for me to give them what they needed. And believe me, I was doing all I was, it was humanly possible for me to do. And it was not enough. It was not enough. And I knew Mm -hmm. that, and I knew it would never be enough. And that was hard because I love my children. And more than anything, I wanted to be a good mother to them because they deserve a good mother. And no matter how hard I tried and how much I worked and how little sleep I got, it was never enough. Hmm. As you're saying that, Leanne, I'm just thinking of all of the people in this world who feel that way. Like no matter what they do, it's never enough. And here this was just shoved right in your face to convince you maybe that no matter what you do, It's going to come up short. That's right. Wow. I will tell you this. I have a whole different perspective on perfection. Oh, good. Well, let's talk about perfection (laughs) for just a moment. I thought you might get to that. As, you know, I was, as growing up, I was a perfectionist. As if it's a badge of honor. That's exactly right. I had such high expectations of myself and others. And I really, I was so ambitious, which is a fabulous, fabulous trait. And and I do one of your strengths. Yes, I I believe so. Um, But I was a perfectionist. I loved everything to be in order. And I had such a distinct map of my life and how I wanted my life to go. And Mm -hmm. I thought beauty was perfection. And I thought Mm -hmm. success was perfection. And I thought happiness and um, ease was perfection. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I thought the cookie cutter life was perfection. And somehow, if I can be good enough, I can achieve that, and then everything's going to be just great. Well, needless mm. to say, um, quite the opposite happened. And I was given a blatantly, obviously imperfect world in which to live for 13 years around the mm-hmm. clock. And it opened my eyes. It really opened my eyes to the fact that there is no such thing as perfection. And let me tell you, why don't we do this? Why don't we change our definition of that word? Mm -hmm. And why don't we say Mm -hmm. that if you look through the eyes of an individual who will never grow past the mental capacity of a Mm two-year-old and their complete innocence, that is perfection. Why don't we just say that when we do our very best, that is perfection? Mm. Can we just say that if we, if we live our lives and we learn one fabulous and important concept, such as unconditional love mm-hmm. or courage or faith, that is perfection? I like that. I think there's more to say about that, too. So hang on. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Have you ever ordered a t-shirt with a funny saying that was screen printed on the front? 
This simple process is now turning millions for one California woman who has the fashion world going gaga. In her own words, Leanne Ford describes the moment the idea came to her. I was on a walk, she says, and I had this idea. There were all these cool parents out there, but there weren't a lot of cool baby clothes. She started thinking about how old vintage t-shirts with funny sayings on them were always a hit with adults, but babies are stuck with the same old blue and pink outfits with bunnies and duckies on them. So Leanne ventured forth with her idea and started making a clothing line for babies called Punkster. Picture some of these punk baby sayings on a little one that you know. I crawl the line, or I pooed as opposed to I pod, or how about remember the little people, or she's with me. These funny little shirts are not just a new flair of attitude, they have taken the world by storm. Within months, celebrities such as Keith Urban, Emmy Lou Harris, Sarah Evans, Nicole Kidman, and Sheryl Crow have all made their purchases. The simple funny baby tees are now in over 200 retail stores including Barney's New York and FAO Schwartz. People's Magazine, Parent Magazine, and many others have caught on the buzz and helped promote punksters into a huge idea for little people. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree You know what, Leanne? Sometimes I, I almost every show I think, you know what, I'm going to leave the mics on during the breaks. Good stuff starts coming out, <laughs> and right. uh, I so appreciate your sharing this this remarkable gift. And I I commented during the break that this is a, a huge gift that you have. This life that didn't look like a gift as you were trying to unwrap it all. That's the truth. Um, but I think there's a part of the story that we probably ought to uh, transition to. At this point, because you you didn't stay stuck in that funky place where where life kind of stinks. That's right. Right. That's right. I mean, I, just interacting with you and feeling the energy that you carry with you and and hearing your story, you didn't stay stuck there, but you wallowed in it for a while. For True? thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years of. Kind of misery. Um, there were varying degrees, but mm-hmm. the last two years were intense, profoundly oppressive. And wow. I will tell you then how I was able to break free from that. Um, okay. I had always believed as my children grew older that this was my life. This was my life. There was no brighter horizon. There was no hope. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. My children would be in diapers till they were 60, and I would be changing their diapers at 80 years old. When you're 80 years old. Mm -hmm. And they would never leave the home, and I would care for them forever, and I would never have any kind of a life. And... As I came to believe and accept this idea, where I could, I could really physically see no way out, mm-hmm. I had no option. Mm-hmm. I could not see an option. I saw no way out. Just no hope. There was no way out. How, what way would there have been? There was mm-hmm. no way out. And so I came to a point where I... And seeing no way out, I began praying for the only way out that I could, that I could see. And that mm. was death. 
And in fact, I was dead already. And I know mm. that sounds maybe strange to hear, but I can tell you that um, there was no life in me. Mm-hmm. That I got up every morning and I cared for the children and I cleaned the house and I took care of my family. But there was no light behind my eyes. Mm-hmm. And there was no feeling in my heart. And in fact, I, I didn't want to be here anymore. I really, I just wanted it to be over and I wanted to be done. And mm-hmm. I was tired mm-hmm. and I was hurt and I was so spent. I was absolutely spent as far as I could have possibly been spent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that I could go on this long. I did not see that I could live the rest of my life. Couldn't continue. I could not continue. I could not. Mm-hmm. And so I began praying for death. And I just mm. went into automatic pilot. And in fact, I had been an automatic pilot for years, but I went into more of a, it was like the, it was like the walking dead in the land of the living. Yeah. I was thinking the zombie. Just. Yes. And as I look back and even see pictures of myself back then, I can see, I can see that pain behind my eyes and I can mm-hmm. see the emptiness. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just over. It, it was over and it was done. Wow. So, I really had come to the point where I, I was done. I could not go on anymore. And there was, there was not the help that there needed to be mm-hmm. to make my life manageable. There was not the help. So because of the delicate nature of the, the manner in which I was taken from my situation, um, I need to save that for my, for my book that I'm, that I'm finishing Yes. It will be published in 2010. It's called The Fragile Face of God. And in it, I describe the exact details of how I was brought out of that life. But I can tell you this. There was help from beyond the grave. Mm -hmm. And a miracle was brought about in the most unconventional and unlikely manner that anyone would ever expect a miracle to come about from beyond the grave. And again, something you did not expect. Something I never would have expected mm-hmm. and didn't know until later. Mm-hmm. There was a hand that reached out from heaven and pulled me out just in time. And mm. this angel guide, I will say, informed me that had I stayed, that I would have literally died. And I don't know how that was going to happen because it wasn't shown to me. But I know for a fact I would have died had I stayed. And I see clearly how that was already in progress. How I was already dead in so many ways. So you were about to perish in the refiner's fire. You're exactly right. That is exactly right. In fact, the word that was given to me was perish. Mm -hmm. That I would have perished. And so I was removed physically from that situation. I was plucked out. And I was placed in a new life with a new set of circumstances. And my family was pulled apart, if you will. My sons mm-hmm. were immediately, immediately placed in professional care. I moved into a house by myself where I could begin to heal, where I could begin, Dr. Paul, to feel to feel again. Mm-hmm. And it was a painful but mm. eye-opening experience. Well, not all of the feelings are pleasant. That's exactly right. But all of the pleasant ones disappear if you get to the point where you're so numb you can't feel anything. But you know what? It's so important to feel, and I've learned this, yes. not just the good feelings. We must feel we must feel all of it. We must feel all we possibly can. The whole spectrum. The whole spectrum. It is so vital and so important to our humanity and to our growth in this mortal experience and in our spiritual mm-hmm. evolution to feel. And so don't ever block out feelings. Don't ever block them out. Well, there's reasons why you have them. That's exactly right. And it's okay to feel those things. Exactly right. We need to. And so I allowed myself 
I allowed myself to begin feeling all of those mm-hmm. feelings. And <laughs> it was overwhelming. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But yeah. it was so therapeutic and it was so healing. And I came back to life. I came back to life. You seem alive now. <laughs> Very much alive. <laughs> and in fact, it really seems to me as if that was a whole other life. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, sometimes when I talk about it, when I write about it, I think, did I really live that? Was that really me? Mm-hmm. And it seems impossible to fathom that it was and mm-hmm. that I emerged triumphant and that I'm here today doing what I'm doing in the most remarkable sense, living the life that I always dreamed, but far more spectacular mm-hmm. and with so much more meaning and so much more power, I think. Mm-hmm. The life that was intended for me that I never realized fully until I had passed through that refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. And the work that I'm doing and the message that I'm sharing, far more powerful, far more powerful. And so it really solidified for me my purpose for being here. You know, Leanne, I've asked some of my guests before if if they've gotten to the point in their life where they can actually feel grateful for that huge package that was delivered to them. And uh, I can sense from you that you feel that gratitude. Gratitude is a powerful principle. Mm-hmm. Powerful principle. That I, I just actually wrote a magazine article, um, Viv Magazine Online, about this very topic. And I can tell you, it is one of the most powerful principles that I utilize in my life mm-hmm. for strength and for courage and for spiritual growth. Even something as difficult and as oppressive and depressive as what you've described to us today, as you come through that, as you can look at it with a new set of eyes, with a new life. That's exactly right. The, the perspective of the whole thing changes and you start to understand the purpose. That's exactly right. And the fact is, can we, how, how much pleasure can we really feel? if we have not suffered pain. It's not even possible. It's defined by it. Hmm. Shall we continue this? I would love to. In just a moment. Live in a nice big house with sunny with a pool that I'll be cool. I'll always have a gig I'll be big. I'll have parties and friends and places to go. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at MoreBetterBooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can, 
because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. When you dream, dream big, as big as the ocean. So in wrapping this whole thing up, Leanne, I'm thinking there's got to be a lot of people, because I can really relate with this myself. When you start to think, I'm just not good enough, no matter what I do, it's not enough. And you commented about this earlier as you were going through this experience with your kids and feeling like it didn't matter how hard you worked or how hard you prayed or anything else. It, was, it just wasn't enough. It wasn't changing your circumstances. That's right. And you commented also about this idea of perfectionism and how you used to have an idea that you have to be perfect or you're not okay. Well, I think in our culture, it's everywhere we mm-hmm. look. It's on the television. It's on the movie screen. Mm-hmm. It's at the newsstand. Mm-hmm. It's in the magazines. Everywhere we look is the standard of perfection or what we have deemed perfection. Right. And yet, as I have learned, if you have such a word as perfection that you must keep in your vocabulary, Mm -hmm. then let me redefine it for you today. It is something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that perfection, if you must have it, is both the bitter and the sweet. It is both the darkness and the light. It is both the love and the hate. It is both the success and the failure. It is both simultaneously coexisting compatibly. That is perfection. So it's your strengths and your weaknesses. We know we've been given weaknesses, and why? To make us strong. And... To make us interesting. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. To and open our minds and wake us up. And it's your abilities and your disabilities. That's exactly right. So it's, it's all a perfect package. And if you remove one part, you remove the whole thing. Just like when you became numb or dead. I think in almost every definition, except for the pulse, you probably were dead. I was, in fact. And you came back to life when you realized this is a package. This is a package. There are ups, there are downs. There is joy, there is sorrow, there's pleasure, there's pain. Well, I always knew there was a higher purpose Mm -hmm. for my children's disabilities. I knew that. That was shown to me on so many occasions Mm. through their behaviors and through their angelic qualities. That's right. And as a mother, I was given that to know about them in a spiritual sense. And so I always knew there was a higher power. It's when it became more than I was physically able to manage that that confused me. Mm -hmm. And now that I've come Mm -hmm. out of that situation, I see so clearly and so perfectly that that was part of the plan Mm -hmm. that I needed to be taken to the very edge of death and come back Mm -hmm. to help others come back to help others have courage that I now am experiencing the most amazing life. And I'm so happy and I'm so blessed and I'm so privileged, a different kind of privileged than I was before, mm-hmm. which is a, a miraculous privilege all its own. Absolutely. And there's, I think there's some important things to, to really underscore right here. As we each 
kind of get stuck in our own private battle toward perfection, which we never seem to be able to reach because we don't realize we're already perfect. I've shared with some of my clients, you are perfectly designed to be imperfect. There's a reason why those flaws are there. And there are so many people who are so sensitive about those right now. What message is it that you would want them to take home from our discussion today, Leanne? Everyone is enough. Everyone Mm. is enough. And you have been given your strengths and your talents and your gifts as to be very much important as you have been given your weaknesses and your challenges and your disabilities and your life's trials Mm -hmm. and those obstacles in the road of your life. Because without those obstacles, without Mm -hmm. those hurdles, when will you build those muscles when you jump over them? Mm -hmm. Because without that bitterness, when will you experience what is sweet? And even in the midst of the problems, if you can keep this kind of a perspective, it helps you to to endure whatever you have to endure, but not just that. Because you can take those things and build from it something that's just beautiful. And Dr. Paul, I want everyone to know, as bleak and as dark and as lonely as it will appear at times in your life, you are never alone. We are never alone. Mm -hmm. We must believe. Mm -hmm. We must believe. Because much of the help that is there for us on the other side of the veil is contingent upon our belief. And this is something that was taught to me by my my angel guide. Mm -hmm. A lot of that help is contingent on our belief. Mm -hmm. And when we believe, we open the door to that help and Mm -hmm. to that communication, and to that guidance, and that strength. Mm -hmm. It is so vitally important for us to know, even the things we cannot see, Mm -hmm. that they are real, and that divine help is so close, you can practically feel it on the back of your neck. It is so close. Mm -hmm. For everyone, for each and every soul on this planet, no matter what kind of life they may be living, It is equally and powerfully available to all of us. It's abundant. And it, as you said, immediately available. Immediately and abundant and even overflowing. And had we, had we known through all these trials in our lives, we never would have broken a sweat. Could Mm -hmm. we see Mm -hmm. the help available to us? We would be courageous without bounds. If we knew what was on our side. Yes. We would be supremely confident, as well we should be, because the help is there. One thing that I really appreciate about your sharing your story is just what you told all of our listeners, that they are not alone. And the divine assistance that's available to us is huge. But what about all of the all of the support we can get from each other if we would just quit clinging to our perception that we have to be perfect. That's exactly right. Shutting people out of our life because we think that, you know, they don't understand us. Well, and I'm guilty of that because for mm-hmm. years I did that. Oh, how are you, Leanne? I'm fine. I wasn't fine. <laughs> That's the flabbiest word. <laughs> I wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. And then I would think, do they really care? Do they really want to know? Mm-hmm. Let's really start caring. Let's realize that when you hurt, I hurt. Let's realize that when you heal, I heal. Mm -hmm. And let's let's really stop trying to impress one another and putting on the 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 perfect front that we're just so perfect and that our lives are so in order. Mm -hmm. You know what? We are all human. We are all in this together. Mm -hmm. Together. That's the key word. That's right. And even though we all have unique specifics to our story or our package, the principles are universal. And what you can learn from someone else's story is just powerful as you apply those same principles to your own. That's very true. So speaking of stories, Leanne, I want to make sure people are pointed to yours. And in fact, that's the name of your website, Leanne Taylor Story. That's right. 
And that's spelled L-E-E-A-N-N TaylorStory.com. LeanneTaylorStory.com. That's your website. What can people get connected with there? Well, they can find out my story, some of the experiences that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. They can find out more about Fragile X Syndrome as we have a link to the National Fragile X Foundation. And so that, of course, is a wonderful way to raise awareness. They mm-hmm. can also um, learn about my books that I've published. Oh, yes, and we haven't even mentioned those, really. You mentioned one that's coming up. Yes, The Fragile Face of God, which will be released in 2010, which okay. is my experiences and my life story, and all of the miraculous details that we haven't had time to share in this interview. Can't wait. And the other books that I've published, which are available on Amazon are called Magnify Your Glow and Magnify Your Glow for Teens, which really takes a look at the body, spirit, and life and how we can be healthy and expressive in our body, in our spirit, and our life. Now, you have another daughter that actually co-authored the second book with you. I do. My daughter, Jade, co-authored Magnify Your Glow for Teens. And she has, of course, gone through her own refiner's fire living through all of those experiences with me and this amazing young woman Mm. that's a whole other story that's right what she has gone through in her position from her perspective exactly which is a different perspective leanne taylor thank you so much for being at live on purpose radio today thank you dr paul it's been such a great experience it's been a pleasure and an honor for me i want to encourage everybody to take what you've learned today go out there and live on purpose we'll catch you next time